the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Just exactly what takes place at the end of the age? Will the church be taken out through the judgment, before the judgment, after the judgment? And what scriptures do we have that will point us into the proper direction that we need to look if we are going to look at end times or eschatology? Well, that's all before us today here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand. Welcome to our program. We're looking at Enoch as our source for all of these answers. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6, and God took him, right? We invite you to spend time with us today as we explore a variety of passages, coming up with some answers of Christ's return, when and when we meet him. Here's Pastor Jesse with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. I've explained it to this church before. Most people get wrapped up again in Tim LaHaye's Jesus coming on last day on the white cloud. Jesus will teach you in a minute in Matthew's gospel that he's been coming for the last 2,000 years. Can I say something? If you're saved, he came to you. I remember him when I was in the bedroom, scared to death on my way to hell at 17 years old because I was living like a hoodlum. And God was hunting me down. And I was resisting him all the way. And after some horrible stuff happened, I'm sitting in my bedroom and I say, I quit. That takes the grace of God to break a sinner's heart at 17 years old. I quit. And God began to move and reveal himself to me so vividly and so clearly, so stirringly. That's coming. To execute judgment on all. Go back to verse 14. Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these saying, behold, the Lord, what? The Lord, what? The Lord is coming with 10,000s of his saints. You don't have to go to verse 15. We already been there. See what men and women hate today. There are three things that men and women hate, maybe four. Can I tell you what that is? The most unpopular person in the world today is God. Give me some time. The most unpopular person today in the world is God. Now, nobody want God present. Listen to the conversations. You don't hear people say, hey, can, can we bring God into this discussion? The most unpopular person today is God. I'm talking the true and the living God. You don't hear him with church folk talking. You don't hear him with religious folk talking. You don't hear him with secular folk talking. Start listening for what's not there. And I guarantee you God's not there. 
The other most unpopular person that people can't stand is the prophet of God. Because the prophet of God has one job, and that is to speak on God's behalf. Now, when you don't want God, you don't want his prophet because his prophet is speaking in his behalf. Now, not only do you not want God and you don't want his prophet, guess what? You don't want his message. Because the message is always the coming of the Lord Jesus. The Old Testament kept talking about Jesus coming. Did it not? Messiah's coming, Messiah's coming, Messiah's coming. And the forerunner, John the Baptist, said, here he is. And his reward is with him. And his axe is laid to the tree. And he shall fan his floor. So guess what they did with the two prophets of the early New Testament church? They cut John's head off and they hung Jesus. The world doesn't want God. It doesn't want his prophet. And it doesn't want God's message. That's why you don't hear it in church anymore. In your churches, all you hear are estimated, calculated messages that meets felt needs and keep you blinded in your emotional prejudices against God. Am I telling the truth? Listen to me. Enoch prophesied that God was coming. Jehovah was coming. And he wasn't talking about coming on the last day. He was talking about coming in Noah's day, his great grandson's day to wipe the whole world out. Am I making some sense now? Listen to how Jesus puts it. Go back to Matthew 24, 37 through 39. Listen to it carefully, saints. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. What will that be? For as in the days that were before the flood, is Noah before the flood? Is Enoch before the flood? Methuselah, Lamech, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Isn't that what we're doing today? Yes and no. But they're eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage because they don't believe the prophet. Peter already told us what they were saying is, ah, you've been saying that crap for the longest. Where's the promise of his coming? And you can tell by the way people act. They don't believe that Jesus comes. Y'all keeping up with me? Jesus comes in power from his throne. See, it was the high priest that said to, to Jesus right before they killed him, are you the son of God? You know what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 26? In a minute, you're going to find out. Because I'm coming in power on the clouds of my father's glory. And you're going to see that I'm the Lord over all of this. And he'd been Lord for 2,000 years running this universe, raising up kings, setting down kings, wiping out nations, establishing nations, preaching the gospel, saving his people, preparing the world for judgment day. Am I making some sense? He comes from a throne ruling the nations. He comes from a throne in providence. He comes from his throne in the salvation of sinners. We have met him in his coming, have we not? And he will finally come one last time on the last day in person. Did that make sense? Now he's getting ready to give us an emblem about being taken. And I want you to get it. Here it is. 
He says, while they were marrying, giving in marriage and all that, acting like Noah, acting like Enoch, never told him. Never told him. And on top of that, you already know what was going on in Genesis 6. They were living like hell, weren't they? Now, they all getting married and going on, but they living like hell, like my generation. Verse 39. Here it is. And they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. See what I mean by taking? I'm not done, but you see what I mean by taking? See what I mean? Some people getting taken by floods. Others are getting taken by devils. Others are getting taken by sin. All kind of things are taking people. Now, here's what Jesus is about to warn. This is going to help some of you in your eschatological interpretation. Here it is. He says, they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the son of man be. Here's what Jesus says. Next verse. Then shall two be in the field. The one shall be what? There it is. And one shall be what? Now here it is again. He's going to give another one. Verse 41. Two women shall be grinding at the mill. They're both working in the same company. One shall be what? And the other what? Watch therefore for you know not what hour your Lord doth. Ah, he comes in judgment. Now you ready? The people that were taken were the people that were taken in judgment. The people that were left were left in mercy. Jesus warned that first generation that the Roman Empire is going to come in and destroy all of Jerusalem. And people wouldn't listen. 37 years after our master rose again from the dead, sat down at the right hand of God, the father gave him all power and authority, didn't he? The Roman Empire, Vespasian and Titus, could have never came into Jerusalem unless God permitted it. Are you agreeing? Now, guess what God does before he brings judgments and takes people to hell? He warns you that he's going to do it. Y'all keeping up with me? See, in the same book, Matthew 24, verse 15, Jesus said, when you see the abomination that make it desolate, flee to the mountains. Did y'all keep up with me? Are you keeping up with me? This is called a historical interpretation with a very clear redemptive application. God does nothing but that he warns his servants first. And we have the historical records. The Christians that listened to Jesus warning about him coming in power through the Roman Empire got out before it happened. They headed to the mountains. They went to Pella. They escaped the judgment. Am I making some sense now? So I go back to my opening point. My opening point is all of us are going to be taken. It's just a matter of who's going to take you. Now, let me go to my last point. I'm going to walk this through because I want you to have it in your metabolism. When Enoch is taken, he becomes a foreshadow and model of seven events where men were taken up by God. So our first one in our outline is what we call the parousia of Christ through 
the church. That's point number four, sub point eight. Enoch was taken, right? And he was taken what? Before the judgment. Y'all got that? I could tell you how many years it was. It was several years before the judgment, but he was taken. Sub point B. Do you remember that Elijah was taken? Do y'all guys remember when Elijah was taken? This is first Kings, second, first Kings chapter two around verse 19. Stay with me. I'm not going pack it. I want to show you something. Elijah was taken, was he not? But he was only taken once he came near to the Jordan. The Jordan is a symbol of what? Death. That's why John the Baptist was baptizing in Jordan. That's why Jesus was baptized in Jordan because everybody got to die. That's what baptism signifies, death, burial, and resurrection. So Enoch was taken by God way before the judgment. Elijah was taken by God right up on the judgment, was he not? But I can show you a man who was taken in the midst of the judgment. Subpoint C, Christ was taken in the judgment. Was he taken in the judgment? Listen to your Bible, Isaiah 53, verse 8 through 11. Listen to the language explicitly. Here's what it says about Jesus. He was what? Was he taken? Was Jesus taken? He stuck his hands out and let them take him. They let, he let them take him, didn't he? And the disciples escaped, didn't they? This is called the doctrine of substitution. The reason why you and I don't go to hell is because Jesus took our place. Does that make some sense, child of God? But Jesus wasn't trying to escape the judgment. The message ain't escape. The message is Jesus Christ and him crucified. So the text tells us that Jesus was taken from prison and judgment. Who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. That means he died on the cross. And he didn't die for his own sins. He died for mine and he died for yours. If you believe the gospel, Christ went into the waters of hell, into the depths of hell and paid for our sin. In effect, I was in him when he died. Were you? Am I making some sense? I'm not scared of death. I'm not trying to escape death. I've already been through the death. If you are a true believer, you have already died in Christ. Death hath no more dominion over you. Please get that. So Enoch, he was taken before the judgment. Elijah was taken at the judgment. And what was beautiful about this, if you remember, there are always witnesses at these takings. We don't know the conditions of Enoch back in the Genesis narrative, but we know he had to be taken because they sought to try to find him. Somebody knew he was taken. Remember what Elijah said to Elisha? If you see me taken up, you can have my mantle, the double fold portion of my spirit. If you see me what? Taken up. And that was a foreshadow of the apostles with Jesus because they saw Jesus taken up. Acts chapter 1 verse 11, why stand ye here all day gazing into heaven? As he went up, so shall he come again. Did they see him go up? 
Did Jesus give them a double portion of his spirit? Tarry ye here until you be endowed from on high with the Holy Ghost. Then it's going to be your turn. Y'all keeping up with me? It's going to be your turn to die. Because that's what a word, the word martyr means. So we read Revelation chapter 11, verse 11 through 13. The two witnesses who are fighting the battle of the gospel. And the beast ascends out of the bottomless pit and does what? Kills them. Y'all remember that? You should know it. Now, notice what the text says in verse 10. So I want to teach you something here. And they that dwell on the earth were rejoicing over them, making merry and sending gifts to one another because the two prophets that did what? Told you the world does not like to hear the message of Christ coming because it's a torment to the conscience. And so they kill the witnesses. Whenever you are a truth teller, this is what we've been dealing with for the last several years. Whenever you're a truth teller, this world that hates God must silence you. And the previous verse says when they killed them, they left their bodies in the open field. So you didn't have to even go to try to find them. The enemy wanted everybody in the world to know that they have more power than God. But the devil is a liar. Is he a liar? So he gets to rejoice in his conceit for three and a half days. And that's symbolic. But on the third day, just like Jesus rose again from the dead, the people of God are coming up out of the grave too. After three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon all them which saw. You ought to fear. You try to kill a brother and he stand back up. You meeting with some power that you can't handle. You try to take a sister out and she stand back up. You need to fear when you mess with God's kids and you not. I was thinking about that old um that old uh, toy that we used to buy long ago, it had a big base at the bottom and high chest, and you would punch it and it would go down and pop right back up. That's how the believer is. You can knock him down, but you can't keep him down. Verse 12. And they heard a great voice from heaven saying, what? Come on up. That's what we're talking about. It all depends on who's taking you. If God's taking you, you're going up. If the devil takes you, you're going down. Come up hither. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies what? That's exactly right. See, this is the final one right there. That's the final one. And the only reason that it says the enemies beheld them is because all the elect are rising at the same time. Did that make some sense? All the elect are rising at the same time. All the elect are rising at the same time. That's 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. He's coming with a shout, the voice of the archangel, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and they that are alive will be caught up together. Do you believe that? Listen to me carefully, though. Not until hundreds of millions of Christians have been killed 
and their bodies are in the graves. See, this is God helped me and help my family here. We're so narcissistic. It's carnal. So all the other saints get to be killed. And their bodies incinerated and put in graves and burned up and and cremated for the glory of God. But we won't escape. Did anybody hear what I just said? I'm not going to let you go until you get what I just stated. Hundreds of millions since the days of Jesus. The church has been keeping a record of martyrs. First martyr of the New Testament church was Stephen. Then they killed James. They tried to kill Peter. They tried to kill Paul. Chapter 8, they're killing saints everywhere. The whole epistles, all of the New Testament epistles about suffering for Christ and teaching you how to have a lens of a transcendent view. Because nothing in the epistles say you're going to escape death. Y'all keeping up with me? The goal of being taken is what we call an exaltation doctrine. Jesus says, where I am, you will be also. In other words, if they kill the body, my soul directly goes into the presence of a glorious God who paid the price. The doctrine of the rapture is not an escape doctrine. It's an exaltation doctrine. On that last day when Jesus comes back in all of the bodies, because you see your body has been redeemed too. We're getting ready to learn more about that as, de- as Michael battles with Satan over the body of Moses. And do you know Moses and Elijah have already shown up in glory, have they not? That means that body went up. Moses' body went up, didn't it? It was taken by God. Because they were trying to find his body too, weren't they? Apparently, the devil wants your body. Am I making some sense? I know he wants your body. I know he wants your body because I know that you can't do anything good or bad without the body. I know you can't serve God without this body. I know you can't serve the devil without this body. The battle is either the devil or God getting your body, getting your mind, getting your mouth, getting your hands, getting your life. They both are coming at you. Am I making sense? Children of God. This is why I tell people, quit playing games with God. And I say, if he bought you, he bought you lock, stock and barrel. Did he? You know what that means, child of God? You don't get to tell people, this is the way I want to be remembered. Burn me up and scatter my ashes on Mount Tamapias. I go out there to the ocean and scatter me on the ocean. When you talk like that, you demonstrate to me that you don't know God. Because the way you live is the way you die when you know God. You render a testimony that he bought you lock, stock, and barrel by the blood of his son, body and soul. 
and put me in a box to go into the ground to let everybody know my body is a seed that's waiting for the resurrection. And I want to remind you, as my body goes down and my spirit goes up, one day God's going to cash in on this deposit and my body's coming up too, right along with the bodies of all kind of saints everywhere. And when we are in the air with the Lord, the world will have hell to pay for sure. Amen. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 630. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace-bible.com, or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible. And again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.